just when you thought the Astros were going to let another one get away, they loaded the bases, and then, of course, Lady Luck would come in the form of a wild pitch after they walked Jordan Alvarez, and then you have one of the best um, hitters up there at Alex Bregman. Then the pitcher got a little bit nervous. We'll talk about this on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Eisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H. John Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Oh, yeah. And you can find me on TikTok now. Oh my gosh, I do not want to find you on TikTok doing all the dances and singing. I'm not doing all the dances. No, we are not doing that. We are, it's going to strictly be, for the most part, baseball related. But, you know, you may see highlights from the game, like from today, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, man, just um, wherever you find us on social, check us out, follow both of us. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to us and uh, keep on subscribing to us on YouTube. Our numbers keep on going up. Uh, keep on giving us a like and go and uh, listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Check us out. Make us your first listen, as Brett said. And today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car in- entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. So, um, Brett, I think that the Astros um, are doing a great job considering the fact that they seem they can't find a hit and with, with runners in scoring position. Uh, I mean, I know Tucker had a pretty good – he had the two-run homer today, and they're, they're seem, they seem to get enough done. I mean, they're – what 86 wins so they're not a terrible team a lot of people are acting like yeah they suck they're they're hitting sucks yes actually 88 wins 88 wins yeah you sold them two wins short yeah sorry um i don't have it in front of me right now but yeah definitely this this is something that the astros have been struggling with i did talk about this in the podcast yesterday and one of the things that that they've been winning due to their starting pitching But when it comes to playoffs, this is something that we definitely have to be concerned about. You saw them attempting a double steal with Christian Vasquez as the lead runner with Alvarez at the plate. If this was June and July, you would not see that happening. And you've seen them, um, even Dusty Baker has said, yeah, we're going to start stealing some more bases because when you're not hitting, you got to find a way to manufacture some runs. This is the best team in American leagues talking about having trouble scoring runs. And that's just, it's just odd. I mean, I know it's a legit thing and we could talk about the, the runs per game and all that in a second, but it's just odd how good the Astros are and they're still struggling to score runs. Yeah. And it's sometimes baseball is going to baseball, but I remember um, I was I was looking through some tweets and 
I, I'm always entertained by Chandler Rome's interactions with Dusty Baker because it, it's it's clear to me that there's a viable tension in the room. Maybe a professional just grudge a little bit you can sense because when when Chandler asks questions, he's he's very direct. He he doesn't mince words, and that's actually one of the things I like about him is he does his job. And a lot of people don't like him for that. But that's not the point of my comment here. But back on August 2nd, Dusty Baker mentioned that the Astros trade hall would give the team more speed. And he goes, Christian Vasquez and Trey Mancini both cover 25.6 feet per second when they sprint. According to Baseball Savant, they rank 426 and 428, respectively, out of 503 players measured. And then he retweeted it two hours ago. Never forget. (laughs) I'm just like. I'm like, because th- th- my question was, why don't you have David Hensley out there or J.J. Medichevic out there running the bases? Now, it they didn't end up needing that. That didn't end up, but like they they quoted his speeds, and I think um, Hensley is a full two seconds faster or, or two feet faster. It's like 27 feet or 28 feet, and that makes a big difference when you're on the base pass between second and third base, you know, and so – you know, but these are nitpicky things. These are things that I don't know if they'll come into play. I think in a playoff situation, if you have someone like a Dubon or someone who's faster, you may put them on the base pass. I, I just, I just don't see how. You know, I don't know, Eric. I'm to the point where we have 88 wins, and people are going to complain. Like the people that complain about it are going to complain no matter what the Astros do. The Astros could have 95 wins and there would be something wrong with every one of those wins or five of them, or they could have had a hundred instead of 95. I'm not We're worried spoiled. about the American league. Well, we are spoiled. And here's the thing. I'm not worried about the American league, Eric. I'm worried about the national league. The national league is where I think the real worry comes in the real tough matchups. The only team in the American league that bothers me to face right now really is the Rays. The Rays just because they're always really good. And I don't know, man. I mean, Christian Javier struck out eight batters today, Eric. Um, The Astros literally had four hits. Four. But this is the Rangers. And you know who's not going to be in the playoffs? The Rangers. You know who's not going to be in the playoffs? Bad teams. I'm not too concerned. I am concerned about the lack of consistent production. I am concerned about the runners in scoring position. You hope that in a shortened series you don't have those issues because if you do, it'll sink your ship. You won't even have a chance. Uh, Speaking of bad teams, let's kind of segue into Bad Bunny. A lot of people have been blaming the the field (laughs) uh, based on uh, his concert. And um, there was an article in the Chronicle today that said that it wasn't actually because of concerts. They actually have certain protocols they have to follow to make sure the field doesn't get ruined. And the, the fact was there was a lot of rain on the before the the days before the concert and apparently for some reason the astros weren't able to open the uh roof so the grass could dry out uh before the concert and so the the sod was really uh wet and soaked and so once they put everything down then that's what led to what you see and made the impressions and all that stuff yeah no i mean i mean obviously um I remember I met the guys who first started, like they were the first groundskeepers group of of Minute Maid Park. When I knew them, they were at um, Second Baptist School in Houston, a large private school, and they keep an immaculate field. 
And so I talked to him about like, what is it like maintaining that field? He says, it's not as easy as you think. He's like, sometimes that green isn't necessarily green. Sometimes it's the green grass paint kind of stuff. He goes, he goes, that's a very difficult field to maintain and opening the roof and closing the roof is a big deal. And sometimes you can't. And so, um, but yeah, it wasn't bad bunny's fault. You know, I, I think I tweeted something about it and some people took offense to it. I'm like, no, look, I have nothing against bad bunny. They're like, you didn't say anything when Def Leppard came. And I'm like, well, but I also didn't see pictures of the field after Def Leppard came. So recency bias, whatever, who cares at the end of the day, the field will be in tip top shape come playoffs. It won't right. look like that when the playoffs hit. Yeah. And the Astros actually planning resod and replace their entire outfield uh, prior to the final homestand of the season, which begins September 27th against the Diamondbacks. And they have two more concerts uh, before then. They have Lady Gaga on September 13th and Billy Joe on September 23rd. So definitely this is something that um, the Astros have to kind of uh, look out for. But um, at the same time, it doesn't really affect the ability of the play. It just looks pretty bad out there. And so uh, moving on from Bad Bunny, um, let's uh, kind of segue to um, other type of performance, uh, Brett. So let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, Blue Chew. All right, so Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients that Viagra and Cialis do, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or when you're ready, whenever the opportunity arises. Like if you've got bases loaded and you've got a fastball coming down the middle, you know right there that is probably the time to take Blue Chew. The best part is it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line uh, at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and are prepared and shipped directly to your door. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman. That's right, because they deliver the package because they're ready for the package to be to arrive. And first impressions are huge. You want to make lasting impressions. So this is what I want you to do. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use your promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, speaking of sponsoring podcasts, uh, let's go and take a second and talk about Hooters. Uh, they've been sponsoring our podcast for a little bit. So, <laughs> Brad, take it away. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so, Hooters of NASA is a great place to go get wings, go hang out with your buds, go, go have some brews. And who knows, um, after you've taken a couple tablets, you can go to Hooters. And so, Hooters has the world famous Hooters girls. And they've got great service. And Eric and I have been there on the regular lately. And let me tell you, Rosie does a does a top-notch job managing that place. They have the best food. They have the best wings. They have the best service. They've got all kinds of flavors. Three Mile Island is what Eric likes. I love the honey chipotle. There's so many different flavors that you can you can go after super, super hot or mild. Um, they even have fish tacos. Like lately, I, I've been having the grilled fish tacos, and they are phenomenal. Um, they don't fill you up too much. They're just the right amount. You can get tater tots, you can get fries, you can get all kinds of stuff with them. So Hooters or NASA, they have these happy owl specials Monday through Thursday from three to six. 
on Thursday. They have Thursdays. And on the weekends, they have specials. So all the time, if there's a UFC fight, if there's an Astros game, you need to go check out Hooters. Now, also, you need to tell them that Locked on Astros sent you and tell them that you listen to the show. They'll give you a basket of fried pickles. That's right. So Hooters of NASA's 20796 Gulf Freebase, south of Baybrook Mall. And you can check them out. Exit 528 in the NASA Value Shopping Center. Hooters of NASA, tell them the guys from Locked on Astros sent you. All right, so I know that we didn't get a chance to talk yesterday's podcast, but the Astros' defense has been a little bit suspect recently. On game four, those three errors. Today's uh, game, uh, you had uh, Pena with the error. I believe it was in the uh, second inning that led to two runs and Christian Javier basically throwing uh, 28 pitches or something in that inning. And it just seems like, I know most teams do have errors. Nobody's perfect, but it just seems like uh, you have those errors that, um, especially in that, um, in um, was it Tuesday's game where you Yuli uh, dropped the ball that led to the game winning uh, run. So it's just like there's the. It seems like the the errors just seem to multiply and lead to runs, and I guess that's what the, the purpose for errors are is they they're not supposed to happen and they lead to bad things happening. But so Pena just, made. So Pena made a throwing error. So that was like his 15th on the year. He's been stuck on 14 for a while. So he's, he's kind of cleaned it up a little bit and you know, those things are going to happen. But if you look at the, you look at the, at the big picture, this, this is one of the, one of the top 10 rated defensive teams, but in close games, Eric, you can't have those errors. That one error, like I think the point you're making can make a difference in a short in a short series against a very good team, the top competition. Those errors may prove to be more costly. But heck, Yuli made a heck of a scoop today. Bregman made an amazing um, play, scampering across the field in front of Jeremy Pena to get that runner out. And you'd like to see those things because you know Javier on the mound again. He had eight strikeouts when his pitch was working, it was working. He did only have two walks. He did give up the one home run and only, only three runs. One of those earned. Um, So not a bad outing by Christian Javier. I was listening to the radio for a portion of the game and Jeff Bagwell has been on there this week. And he, this guy, if you have not heard Jeff Bagwell on the radio, call a game, he knows things are going to happen before they happen. Like he sees the game, unlike anybody else. And he was talking about Christian Javier. He was talking about how Javier's getting better. And, and he, he likes what he sees out of Javier. He said, he said, I can tell the guy's got more poise and more confidence than he used to. And so that's a good thing for a hall of famer to recognize that, but we're not sugarcoating everything. We do know they only had four hits. We do know they were one for four with runners in scoring position. And that's something that in the playoffs is going to have to change. That has to trend the other way because if it doesn't, like I say, in a short series, you only have so much life. You only have so many chances. And you don't want to put yourself in a situation like we did in 2020, where we had to, we we're down 03, we came back, we almost won, almost, you know what I'm saying? Where they almost beat right. the Rays. You don't want to put yourself behind the eight ball this year. I think this team's maybe better equipped bullpen wise to handle that. But I don't know if the hitting's going to come through if they're still hitting the way they are right now. 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of bullpen, uh, the, yeah, Brian Abreu, he is becoming this weapon out of bullpen. Yes. And if he's not on the playoff roster, then um, I don't know who does who else deserves to be on a roster. If over he's him. not, if he's not on the pre- playoff roster, I will shave my head. You okay. heard it here first. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Eric, this guy has has what had how many consecutive scoreless outings? Um, like I think he's in like what sixteen innings now. Where he's been scoreless. Um, he hasn't given up. He did not give it up. He did not. He did not give it up. He did not give up an earned run in August, and he hasn't given up an earned run in September. Eric, he has gone sixteen innings without giving up a run, and before that, it was like when he gave up those three or four runs in one game. It was like it wasn't since April twenty third or some some June twenty third date. It was this guy has become what the Astros have been saying he is all the scatter reports right he's harnessed eric the spin rate he's got such an amazing spin rate it's hard to harness he's found a way to harness and it's amazing brian abreu will be on this and i love this comment right here he is a future closer i love to hear that i love that because i think brian abreu has that kind of stuff Uh, can you imagine getting an edwin diaz type of like mantra and bravado out of Brian Abreu, Eric. Can you imagine not not the trumpets, but have some kind of walk up for Brian Abreu? He needs that. Like he's he could. What if he gets to that level and he becomes that guy that they've always thought he could be? What a special special pitcher to have on the mound. I love that you mentioned him tonight because he deserves all the accolades right now. Yeah, and I know that Dusty Baker's been trying to pitch him for two innings all season, and finally he had a successful um, outing doing it. And this is something that Dusty Baker sees him, sees his role in, especially in the playoffs. You may need a two-inning reliever from time to time, but I think Abreu is a guy that you can use back-to-back days, one inning at a time. Rafael Montero is looking good. You have uh, Neris. You see him jumping off the mound to go get that um, pop-up, um, that uh, pop-button attempt. And it was just like yeah. the bullpen is just locked down. It's nails. The pitching is doing its job. Uh, the It's just the offense is just struggling so much. Uh, it, they're one. They're only one for four today, so it's hard to kind of give them too much crap. That's two fifty. Um, but the- yeah, well, so so you mentioned the Hector Neris thing. Um, Chandler Rome said on here, and I'm, I'm sorry, he he was on a roll tonight. I was I, I I was loving watching him tweet. He said I didn't have Hector Neris diving catch on my Astros September bingo card <laughs> because he dove and um. Blummer goes, well, I guess the equipment managers are going to be up a little bit late because they've never had to get a grass stain out of Hector Neri's jersey. <laughs> and but I'm sure they got see, extra. Right. But here's the thing, though. That's what's great about this team. This team has a guy every night in whatever position they're in that is going to be willing to do what they have to do to get a win. But a couple things I want to talk about, Eric, offensively. One is Jeremy Pena and chasing the freaking slider. Two of them. He should have walked, okay? Two of them. Now he got on and ended up working out, blah, blah, blah. And then Christian Vasquez, did you know that all of his hits are singles? I didn't know that till tonight. I didn't realize that. I guess I hadn't paid attention the Astros, yep. that much. I watch every game. We talk about every game. I did not clue into 16 singles. Mm-hmm. 
we did did we hire this guy to hit singles or to be a better bat? Has he had enough at bats? He hasn't. Well, Martin Maldonado is a power hitter here. Come on, Brett. You know that. <laughs> you don't want to take. You don't want to take the power bat out of Martin's yeah. hands. That is <laughs> headline. <laughs> Eric Heisman, don't take the power bat out of the lineup. Christian Vasquez, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love it, but you know that that's. I thought that was odd, to be honest with you. Um, but I love Kyle Tucker coming in and getting that big hit tonight. I thought that was huge. Um, Kyle Tucker complimented their defense, even though there was that one error. And it's all about this team's needing to compensate for a lack of hitting from Pena, really a lack of production overall from Jordan. Uh, I mean, you got to get more than four hits against the Rangers, but you know, it was like a bullpen game. This is like a raised minor league team tonight. It was weird. Yes, and um, Dusty Baker was, or, or I think somebody asked Chandler Rome why uh, Jeremy Pena is back hitting second, and apparently on their um, the media page, uh, the Astros have that when Jeremy Pena is hitting second, the Astros are twenty six and five, so they're hoping to catch fire. But now the Astros, when Jeremy Pena is hitting second. They are, they are, oh, I guess they did win today. So never mind. So they're now 27 <laughs> and five. I was going to, yeah, that's it. That's it. That. That's, that's in the press box notes. I was actually looking yeah. at that and I completely forgot about that note in there. Cause, um, you know, I see those, um, you know, Jerry Payne, though, like you got to know that in that situation that they're throwing you a slider pitch. And, and Eric, those sliders weren't even close. Like they weren't. Okay, Jeremy Pena swinging a slider, no offense, reminds me of how I play MLB The Show. Like, I I swing at everything you throw at me. I'm terrible at video game baseball. I can see that the ball's tailing on the out like five feet off the plate. I'm still, my guy's still swinging. <laughs> my son loves playing against me because I'm terrible at it. And But that's why I, I look at Jeremy Pena, I'm like, how do you not pick this up? How do you not pick this up? And yes, do we miss Brantley? Man, MZ is killing it tonight. Him and Guy Webster. Yeah, dude. Uh, we do miss that guy. Um, yes. That's a nice bobblehead you got there. I wonder who got you that. Yes, thank you, Brett. I had to uh, put the bat in a pencil sharpener get it to go in the hand. I don't know if you tried to do yours yet, but it would not fit. You should have tried Bluetooth. <laughs> well, I don't think that would have given the same reaction. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, so um, Alvarez in, in August he had a fifty percent ground ball rate. Um, so, and the rest of the season he was at thirty percent. So definitely he is struggling. Uh, and to see that the Rangers were still scared enough of him to walk to walk him to load the bases for somebody like Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman is prides himself on knowing the strike zone knowing how to handle them, like being able to take a pitch. And the pitcher was struggling with command. And, of course, what does he do? He throws a wild pitch at first um, first pitch to Alex Bregman. But that was a weird move. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of a weird move. Because um, you have, on one hand, you have somebody who's been struggling recently. He was in talks for MVP for the first, what, three four months of the season. And now he's kind of slowed down a little bit. Maybe the hands are the issue. And then you have Alex Bregman, 
yeah, it's probably a little bit more mental too. But then you have Alex Bregman, who's kind of heating up a little bit. Uh, he may have be kind of um, kind of um, coming back to earth a little bit, but um, he's still a good hitter. And so that was just a weird move, showing that the Rangers don't really have a adequate manager right now. But I don't know. Maybe anybody would have made that move. I mean, because maybe that's just the respect that Alvarez has across baseball. So maybe it just it doesn't matter what he's doing well, now. No, just, no, he could. No, I would. I yeah. I wouldn't. I'd say who 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 I wouldn't pitch to right now. I wouldn't pitch. I wouldn't pitch to Alvarez. Um, I wouldn't pitch to Judge. Um, I wouldn't pitch to Paul Goldschmidt. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just guys out there that I would not pitch to in certain situations at all. I don't care. Like I'm gonna let you beat me. Like if I'm up by three runs and their bases loaded. I might actually walk some of those guys to first and just give up that one run because why would I rather I'd rather give up one run than a grand slam. Maybe the guy behind you is a better matchup for my pitcher anyways. And that's really what those things come down to, Eric, is is matchups and um intimidation factor and what what can that guy do do for you do against you when he's when he's in the box. Right. Um this team I think there are concerning issues. I I think that I think the hitting consistently, the the run production seems to be down. But my question is, does that change and does that flip in the playoffs? And if it does, then we're then like, what are we talking about right now? There's no way to tell the future. But this team has the potential to score double digit runs any night, and so I'm gonna trust that they'll put it all together when the time comes and when the right time is. Um, but something I saw, Eric, they're bringing the, this whole robo-umpire thing. Did you know that they can challenge a call with the robo-umpire? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, they can challenge a call. It actually makes it more desirable for me that they showed a pitch that Corey Lee took, and then he did like this. They stood up. Oh, no, Pedro Leon got called on a strikeout. He hit his hat. And they went and reviewed it. They called it a ball. I mean, right. so they can do that. But what about Jake Myers? Did you hear about this? Jake Myers. Jake Myers. Uh, they asked James Click about Jake Myers. Yeah. And he he's probably coming back soon. They said his time in, in, in Sugarland is going to be short. Jake Myers, guys, is returning. Now, I just saw Corey Lee hit seven home runs in his last 10 games. And we're talking about Jake Myers returning because they think what about Lewis Brinson. How is he doing? Oh, dude, he got traded. Yes, of course he's doing great on the Giants. Of course, because he got an actual chance. Right. He went on the forty man roster. They weren't going to remove someone from the forty man roster. And who would they do that? You you catch lightning in a bottle if you're San Francisco and you get him. Great job. I don't know that he does that here, and I don't know that the cost of putting him on the forty man would have been worth it. To be honest with you, um, but Eric Corey Lee seven home runs in ten games. Right, I saw that. Jake Myers not going to spend a lot. To, I didn't think he'd be back. I didn't think he'd be back um, right now. I thought maybe come playoffs. But, yeah, dude, um, Click said he's right around the corner returning. I hope he's better. I did talk about Brinson yesterday on the podcast, MZ. Um, so I do want to bring up the double steal, and Dusty Baker actually mentioned it after the game. So I think it's time for this. Thoughts by Dusty. All right. So uh, somebody asked him, I'm guessing Chandler Rome did. Did the double steal come from the bench? And this is Dusty Baker. 
What do you think? Come on, man. Alvarez is hitting. A left-handed hitter. Maybe he thought he saw something. I don't know. It was messed up. <laughs> and what he did not want to say was Vasquez was at <laughs> the lead runner, too. So, Oh, man, that's funny. What do you think? <laughs> I love Dusty Baker. I love his candor. Um, I know a lot of people give him a lot of grief for a lot of things. But there's one thing you can't doubt is 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 he has a very witty response to everything. And if yeah. he doesn't want to answer your question, he'll answer it in a way that kind of makes you look a little bit foolish. So good job for good job on Dusty, man, defending himself. Question of the night. Is Dusty Baker your American League manager of the year? Yes or no? Uh, as of Come right on. now, um, maybe. Hold on. I've... Hold on. Time out. Who else are you considering, Eric? It's not the, Aaron the, Boone. The Yankees he, are doing great, right? Aaron, Aaron Boone sucks as a manager. <laughs> Aaron Boone is not the man. No, I'm just seriously. Think about it. Is he manager of the year? American League right now, you got to tell me. Three seconds. Three, two, one. Do it. Yes, I haven't right. looked at the teams enough to know. Um, oh. So I would say probably if, you, if you're putting a gun to my head, I would say that Dusty Baker would probably, with the, the limits to the hitting, what the pitching staff has done, what the bullpen has done, what the team has done as a whole, yes, he would get very uh, two wins strong away from consideration 90. for the – American League. The Rangers. only other two, the only other two I would go with, Eric, would be Seattle. The, no, no, I don't even like Scott Service. I'm not going to give him the respect of, a, of of my vote if I'm voting. Sorry, sorry, Scott Service. You're on the, you're on the, um, you, you're just whatever. I can't stand that guy. Terry Francona for the um, Cleveland Guardians has done a phenomenal job with them. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, and. MZ mentioned the Orioles manager, and I can't think of the Orioles manager's name. We're talking American League, though, not not National. We're talking American League Coach of the Year. I think it's got to be Dusty Baker, one. I think maybe you put the Orioles, two, because they're above 500. And Francona, I mean, Francona's done a phenomenal job with, with the Indians. And um, But I just, I just really think that Dusty Baker deserves it. I know a lot of people don't like that take. I know a lot of people probably burn me for that and think I'm an idiot, whatever. I really don't care what you think about my opinion because it's my opinion. But I think Dusty Baker very much – oh, Brandon Hyde, thank you. Dusty Baker very much deserves, I think, manager of the year. And it shouldn't depend on whether a manager wins a World Series. It's about what they do during the regular season. And right. he has managed this team, Eric, with injuries, with slumps, but manage this team to 88 wins. And you can't say that none of the wins, if you say that all the, like all the losses and all the wins aren't on one aspect of this team, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, So, so going with a lot of what people are saying, like um, us says um, here, a high deserves it. The Orioles lost 110 games last year, and now they're within um, certain, so many games of a wild card. Oh yeah. So I get that. So Dusty Baker was in the World Series, uh, or yeah, so he was in World Series last year. So it's not a surprise the Astros are where they are. So if you're looking at that, then yes, I mean, uh, no, Dusty Baker doesn't deserve it. But if you're looking at what the Astros have gone through, 
with um, Lance McCullers being out for pretty much the whole year, the hitting being very inconsistent. He may get some votes, but I really think that they'll give uh, Brandon um, Hyde a lot of uh, votes over there in uh, with the Orioles because of what they've done with that young, young team. So, um, but this couple- is what's funny. This is what's funny, Eric, from the Astros, Astros Nation, Locked On Astros Nation, is like when like people's reaction to me saying that or even thinking that are like there's they get so upset when I even start to mention it. I'm like, why are people so offended by me talking about that? It's like we take his decisions personally, like he's sabotaging every loss that he can like this maniacal plan to fumble the championship it just i don't think that's how dusty works but i do take your point in the others that um the orioles manager would be for me i think the only for sure fire bet to beat dusty baker i think he's earned a nod he better get a lot of votes though I think uh, Scott Service will get the Fight Club Award winner if um, if there is yeah. such an award. Yes, yes. Scott Service and Joe Kelly belong on a special team all by themselves. Yeah, just a bunch so, of punks. All right. So Led Ms. Diaz started his rehab assignment with the uh, Sugarland no uh, Space Cowboys, right? Yeah, and I believe they're playing in Round Rock, and so um, they, he started his rehab tonight. I know that Justin Verlander has been playing catch. Um, he the day before he kind of threw about 90 feet. Now today he kind of, um, he didn't get a throw off the rubber of the mound, but he did kind of throw off the incline of the mound uh, for a little bit. So it was, um, he's trying to kind of just slowly kind of rehab, just get back. He said in a rush, he said, why would I rush it? And he goes, I couldn't look my team in the face. I couldn't look this organization or city in the face if I tried to rush back this injury and I hurt myself worse rushing back. He said, there's no timetable. I feel good. I'm throwing normal throws like I would in between starts if I was in the rotation. Um, this opens up the spot. They, I believe they're going to give Brown an extra day rest from what, uh, not Murphy, the other, who are the two coaches, Murphy and Miller. Is it Miller? Um, I believe Miller said before the game that they're going to probably start Hunter Brown on Tuesday next week instead of Monday. So he'll start Tuesday in Detroit. And Valdez will go Monday. And Valdez will go Monday. Yeah, because they want to give Brown an extra day of rest. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And so uh, we'll get to see another start. And like I was saying in the podcast yesterday, I think the Astros need to stick to a six-man rotation for now keep the arms fresh, keep the innings limited because um, we we need all the starters in the playoffs. We saw how important the starters can be in uh, in the playoffs. So that's my thought, and I think that's going to be Dusty Baker's thoughts as well. So we'll see what happens when, Dust, when Justin Verlander comes back. When he comes back, he's eligible to come back on the 14th. He's probably going to wait maybe four or five days after that. So maybe on the 20th or something like that, we may see him start to come back, but I don't think they're going to come back and uh, he's not in a rush to come back. And he said that there's really no need to rush. The Astros have six starters, six quality starters. So the Astros are in a 
great position pitching wise. It just sucks that the offense just can't live up to it. And in the past, you've had like players to kind of cover for your weaknesses, but now those people that normally cover are, are struggling themselves. The Alvarez and then uh, the guy you trade for, Mancini, he's not really doing as well as he could. And he, then he got thrown out at first base, uh, yeah. basically on a, a line drive right to the right fielder. And that, that was a bonehead play. And it's just, there's a lot of um, bad, maybe this day off will help. But the offense just—it's just not clicking Eric, on all sides. Eric, we won. We won I four know. to three. You sound like we lost eleven to nothing. I'm giving okay, you. Okay, I'm thinking about the playoffs, Brett. I'm thinking about trust the playoffs. Man. Oh no, trust me. I this is I, practice. This is practice. We're I'm talking going, about practice here. I'm going, going to Allen Iverson. Iverson. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about practice. Yes, we're talking about practice. Have you heard Kobe Bryant when he talks about practice? Kids, you know that you practice 10 times more than you ever play the game. You better practice your butt off because if you don't practice like you play, you won't be worth the darn of the game. That's just how I roll. That's from Coach Chancey. So um, I, I'm just going to wrap it up with this, Eric. I really think that what we see at the end of the season is hopefully a healthy Diaz come back. And I'm just going to say this. I don't want to see Lebanese Diaz in the outfield at all. I don't want to see him in the outfield. I don't want to risk him getting another soft tissue injury. He's prone. Keep him in the infield. Let him DH. Keep Diaz in the infield, period, end of story. I, I do not want him in that outfield. Jordan Alvarez, are we going to get to the end of the season and find out that he has a surgery on one or both of his hands and they're not being fully transparent with us? Because let's be honest, they never really are transparent about injuries, and we really don't know what's happening. I've seen different right. people try to analyze and assume stuff. Like, why would you ever do that? Because you don't know what's going on. I mean, nobody knew that Alex Bregman had a broken hand last year in the freaking World Series. Nobody. I mean, Alex did. Maybe someone on the team did, and he played through it. I just really hope that Alvarez can make it through the playoffs. I hope he doesn't get into the playoffs and have to leave and exit. You know, that to me would be more debilitating as a team but at the same time, you look at this pitching, Eric, it has done phenomenal. We have to recognize, and this is what I'll wrap up on, we have to recognize the bullpen has started to find their way again. Montero looks dominant. Stanek looks dominant. Maton's doing better. Um, Abreu, we mentioned him. The bullpen is back. Hector Neres has been doing phenomenal as well. So that, I think, is a recipe for success. Limit the runs. We can win one to nothing games. We can win four to three games. But in the playoffs, please average at least four to six runs a game. And I think we've got it locked up. All right. And Jake Myers has only been hitless in one start down in AAA. That was on September 6th. Uh, he has two hits in two games. He has one home run. He has, what, uh, two doubles. He has RBI, so maybe he's found his stroke again. Maybe he'll bring it back to the major leagues when he comes up. So we'll see. That is James Click's call, but I, what we got in center field isn't working, and I don't know if Jake Myers is the answer. I don't know if Lewis Brinson was the answer, but um, that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the next series, and we'll 
talk more Astros baseball and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Spotify, and Odyssey, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out the Locked on Astros podcast and Ghost Rose.